Welcome to the Circumference Podcast, episode five now. This is good. It's coming along. We're getting there. More episodes are being recorded. There's a lot more planned for the future, which is good. It's quite hard to create a podcast and try and fit it in around everything else that you do in life. So if you work full time, this is quite quite tough to do, but quite rewarding. It's nice. The feedback that I get back off people who enjoy what I'm saying and what they listen to is fantastic. So thank you. This episode is heavily based around, it's a mental health episode essentially, and we'll be talking and discussing about depression, what it is, what it isn't, some statistics, um, a little bit of my own experience and some really interesting things that I've read and pulled off the internet, which I want to share with you. So, um, yeah, stick around, enjoy. This is um, this is quite a serious one, not much joking, but who knows, it could help someone and that's what I'm here to do. So, here we go. Right, so, depression, the black dog, as some people call it. Some people get depression and sadness mixed up, and this is something that I will look into as we get into this. And some people who believe that they merely feel sad may actually be depressed, and vice versa. Those that feel depressed may just be sad. So it's it's quite hard, if you know nothing about this and you don't seek help from a professional, to know where you, you sit on that scale. So I am going to read some statistics first that I've pulled together that I think quite illuminating. And you may have heard some of them, you may not have heard some of them, but regardless, I think they're really important to know about because there's a crazy epidemic going on that I think, even though it's being discussed, maybe people aren't really being given the tools and the support that they need. So, One in four people experience mental health issues each year. I'm sure we've heard that. I've heard that a lot. That's one that that gets thrown around. And one in six people will experience depression at some time in their life. And it's likely to appear in the late teens to mid-twenties. I can vouch for that. I was smack bang in the middle. I was, I think I was 21 when it hit me, and it was very weird and unexpected. Um, 676 million people are affected by mental health issues worldwide. That's huge. That's huge. Um, Which is fascinating because we tend to see depression as something that is individual and unique 
and you know if you're going through it no one knows what your depression feels like what my depression feels like but so many people have this issue that it's almost impossible to be alone and that's something that we really need to bear in mind when we're thinking about depression the total cost of mental ill health in england this is just england is estimated at 105 billion per year 105 billion and i mean not to get political but you see a certain government cutting back a certain health care public health care's uh life support um which is sort of the gem of the country that gives people the support that they need yeah i don't really want to get too political in this podcast so let's rein that in half of mental ill health starts at the age of 15 and 75 percent of it develops by the age of 18 the proportion of young people aged 15 to 16 who reported feeling depressed or anxious has doubled between the mid-1980s and the mid-2000s, which is really interesting because I'm not sure whether these numbers by the mid-2000s take into account past 2010 because you know, that's when the internet came into play and I'm sure that has a huge effect on people's mental health. So, now that we've got those numbers out of the way, what is the difference between sadness and depression? Well, sadness is a normal reaction to loss, disappointment, tough problems and other difficult situations. And through sadness, we may feel low, we may feel down and we may feel blue but that does eventually go away and relatively quickly like we could say a day or an hour or a couple of hours two days maybe Um, and it goes away on its own and it doesn't really affect your life in a suffocating manner whereas depression is a mental health illness that affects your mood the way you understand yourself the way you understand and relate to the things around you so it really does dig deep into your sort of perception on the external and internal world and it's not just about feeling really low and sad and crying a lot because it can also manifest manifest itself through through anger or People say that they find it hard to concentrate and make decisions. So it has a real cognitive effect as well. So I think what I'm going to do now is just describe what depression is using the relevant scientific literature. So depression is a loss of interest or pleasure in activities once enjoyed. Or sorry, these are symptoms of depression. The symptoms of depression can be a change in appetite weight loss or weight gain unrelated to dieting, um, trouble sleeping or too much sleeping, a loss of energy or increased fatigue. Um, so, you know, it can go either way of of the scale um, when it comes to things like sleep. Increased purposelessness purposelessness in uh, physical activity so you know you might start pacing or wringing your hands a lot or 
your movements become slower and so does your speech and this is observable by others. Um, there's this sort of um, perpetual feeling of worthlessness and guilt and difficulty thinking, concentrating or making decisions and ultimately, um, which is the harsh reality, thoughts of death or suicide and as well for to have a clinical diagnosis of depression you have to have these symptoms or a few of them i believe for uh, at least two weeks so we've covered what depression is so now i'm going to say what depression isn't so depression isn't a choice you don't get to decide whether it's there or whether it's not there it's actually something that is just so tough and so hard to battle and if anyone's going through it, you know, they are a very courageous and very strong person because it is very easy to want to give up. Depression isn't just sadness either. It's um, it's significantly stronger than that. Like we just discussed, it, it lasts longer. Um, and once it's there, it's significantly harder to shake off just than... Um, just the feeling sad um and it definitely isn't a weakness either um so what i find really interesting is is that when people go through a period of being depressed when they come out of that period they usually say that they, they come out the other side feeling a bit stronger than they than they did when they went in before so although i wouldn't wish depression on anyone I think that m not most, but some people could probably say that they benefit from going through the dark times. I know that I definitely have, absolutely. And most of all, depression isn't, um, it isn't a way of looking. Like, you don't look depressed. Um, people are usually quite good at masking up their emotions and putting putting a brave face on whilst inside they just feel absolutely rotten um, the, I remember when I started first telling people that I was depressed so many people said to me they were like oh you depressed you never looked depressed I couldn't imagine that you as a person would be depressed but I was um, so I'll talk about my experience briefly and how I felt I won't go too much into the details of how it happened blah 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 blah, blah. but I'll say from what I remember the emotions feeling like because hopefully someone can resonate with this and it, it would be amazing if it just helps someone because things do get better when you're feeling dark um, and especially when you're feeling like there's not much color in your life um, so for me it was a sort of um, oppressive numbness and apathy towards everything nothing really interested me nothing really excited me i was just doing things for the sake of it and i just wasn't very happy in general and the the, the longer that that happened and the longer i felt down the more bitter and resentful i came about the smallest things for no reason and i i didn't really want to spend time with people after a certain point and i'd rather be alone but when i was alone i was absolutely miserable miserable just doing nothing and I felt really old as well like I I was only 21 and it probably carried on until I was like 22 23 but the, the it declined but 
I've just felt really old and thinking, God, twenty two, I'm I haven't done anything with my life. This is this is shocking. I need to be doing more, which is probably a sign of our culture more than anything. So I'm sure a lot of people feel like that. But as long as you're on the right track, I think that's fine. Anyway. I also couldn't concentrate because just the overwhelming feeling of emotion and numbness was just, it's it's so paradoxical because I say numbness and emotion, but it was just this kind of constant pulling down into the ground feeling that that is just words cannot describe. Only only someone that has suffered from it will understand um, some sort of variation of these feelings. And... Then I would negatively think about everything, absolutely everything. And I still do, and I kind of tell myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, but that's me being a realist, not a pessimist. But sometimes I think you have to distinguish when you are being uh, real about a situation and when you are being pessimistic, which probably is what's happening more times than not. Um, I also, whilst I was at uni, because that's just part of the culture, was drinking a lot and in the day I'd feel absolutely dreadful, and if I didn't drink for a couple of days, I'd feel absolutely dreadful, and then we'd go on a night out, and it would just notch those feelings of discomfort a little bit higher the next time, and a little bit higher the next time. Um, So ultimately, I stopped drinking for a while, or seriously reduced, and that was amazing. That really helps on top of all the other things that I did. Um, And... I got, this is weird, I got so used to feeling low that it was just became so familiar that I actually didn't want to get better because I couldn't imagine what it would feel like to be better. And I was kind of like, oh, I might feel worse if we start trying to get better, which just doesn't make sense. These sort of thoughts, these kind of cyclical weird thoughts that that have no real exit are so, so strange. But we all possess them. It's crazy. Um, I'd cry a lot as well for no reason. Absolutely nothing. I think I remember once I had a haircut. My parents were with me and I'd been growing my hair and I was really happy with it. Um, and now I see that as pathetic, but really happy with it. And the hairdresser just absolutely, what I thought at the time, destroyed my hair and he probably didn't do that much. And I remember just sobbing, just absolutely sobbing. I look back and I was like, that's a silly thing to cry about. But at the time, that was the end of the world because I was just so distraught and destroyed. And so there'd be times where just being, and I'd say I'm a sociable person, but just socialising and being in a room full of people that I've even known for years, I just have to leave, leave the room, get out, go and spend some time alone and probably just cry. So it's not pretty but it's worth sharing because if you're doing these things and you haven't actually thought, oh, wait, I could be depressed, you you might be. And that's absolutely fine. But what I do suggest is don't sit on it and don't let it get deeper and further. Go and see someone and get something done. Um, and nobody knew that I was ill either. Um, and like I said earlier, people, when you tell them, they say, oh, I, I never expected that from you. But... It can happen to absolutely anyone, really. It's normally, well, it's not normally, but but it's quite frequently I find the large and loud characters, the people that 
um, who I don't speak to a few years, and then they'll come back and say, "Yeah, I've had some. I've been struggling with mental health over the past few years," and I'm like, "Wow, okay." So this podcast is getting pretty long, and I wanted to keep it short and sweet, but it's an important topic, and if if you make it this far, amazing. Let's let's discuss this. So there's eight potential causes of depression summed up in Johan Hari's Lost Connections, which is a great book. And I recommend anyone reads it who feels depressed or wants to know more about it because it's it's a very user-friendly approach to this topic. Um, so he talks of these things in disconnections. And he says that there is the first one is a disconnection from meaningful work. And I totally get this one because... Most of us today spend all of our time behind a screen or some people who are less fortunate spend time in a factory or a warehouse just doing mindless, repetitive, procedural, boring work. And the jobs that I've just discussed sitting behind a screen in a factory in a warehouse, I've worked all three of these jobs and I can tell you that it's not right to be doing this and I know that the economy needs these people to do these sort of things but it's just so bad and I have immense respect for people that can just slave away doing these repetitive jobs to make money for their family for the rest of their life because you don't understand how tough those jobs are and the the people just manage to do it they're just I would say stronger people than me Um, the second disconnection is from other people and I think this is something that we regularly need to check in on. We need to sometimes look at ourselves and go, right, am I making the effort to spend time and go and see people? Like if someone says, let's go for a meal, and they say, let's go for a meal in two weeks' time, and you say, yes, brilliant, I'll be there. And then it gets to the night before and you start going, oh, I really don't want to go for that meal. I just want to stay at home and do nothing. I'm tired. Really, you will probably end up feeling better if you go out and you spend some time, and you have a conversation, and you share food, and you just enjoy the company of another person, um, and just just do it because you, the I always find that a lot of the time I want to stay at home and not do anything, but once I get out, I feel so much better. And you don't have to drink; it doesn't have to be a drinking activity. You know, you can go for food, you can go and to the movies, spend some time, just go and talk, get a coffee, um, anything like that. So disconnection from other people number three is disconnection from meaningful values and this is something that i think uh that we can relate to really i think it's very easy in our culture to have junk values where we just become obsessed with fast fashion and technology and we just think right i won't be happy until i get the brand new iphone 11 and that's something that we really need to to work on um, and I'm so guilty of it and I say we because I do see people doing it it's like oh I need these shoes I need this top I need I need the new car I don't know anyway you know you, you get the gist um, so number four is a disconnection from childhood trauma and this makes sense um, you know you may have gone through something when you were younger and you may still think about it today but you haven't really processed it and spoken to it to people spoken about it to people and I think that this is something that people and I 
I mean, I don't think I have any childhood trauma, but I, I know some people do. And it's a really hard thing to talk about. But if you can do that, that may really change your perspective on life and, and you know, lift the load that you're, the burden that you're bearing. The fifth disconnection is from status and respect. And I was thinking about this. So we come into this world and we are praised, praised, praised by our parents. It's amazing. Thank you. You feel good about yourself. You think you can be told, well, you are told that you can be anything you want to be if you try. Um, And then you get to school and you're assessed on grades, which is good. Well done. You got an A. Great. Well done. Pat on the back. Sticker. You get to secondary school. It's exactly the same. You go to university and you... You get it there as well. Oh, you got a first? Great. You're going to do great things. Then you get out into the real world. And it's almost as if the rug gets pulled from beneath your feet. Because I think that you don't really get that respect that you would get from the teachers. Which feels good. It's like, well done. You've been a good student. So here's my respect. Well done. Congratulations. Whereas you get into a big business and it's competitive, it's nasty. People don't really show you respect. And um, in terms of status, you may be stuck on the same level in your career for a long, long time. And the people above you may be rude to you and they might be like giving you all these stupid, pointless jobs that don't matter and aren't going to get you to where you want to be. Um, so I think it's really important that if you work with someone or you live with someone that is good at what they do and they, they do it well, you need to go out of your way to tell them profusely that you appreciate them and what they do is good. Because I don't think we do that. We just give each other likes on social media. But nothing is more important than looking someone in the eyes, telling them to their face, look, you're very good. You do a good job at this. And I'm very proud of you. I respect you. All right. Anyway, well, moving on from the corniness. Um, a step six or disconnection six, a disconnection from the natural world. This is huge. We don't, I mean, I live in London and I very rarely get out into the, into the wilderness. But when I do, let me tell you now, it's amazing. Not much more needs to be said on that. Number seven, um, disconnection from a hopeful or secure future. I get this. Doesn't look like my generation will be able to afford houses. Um, it looks like our healthcare is at risk. Um, something that most people my age didn't vote for. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about is happening and it looks like the influence of an older generation who won't be around to see the the aftermath of what they voted for. Um, they won't see that and that's our burden that we have to carry after that. So I can, I understand this. It is, you, get, you do get a feeling of dread when you look towards the future and you don't have that security. And... It's not a disconnection, but it's step eight, and that's the role of genes and brain changes. So I'm not going to go too much into that because that kind of makes sense. It's self-explanatory. Our biological, our psychological and biological composition sometimes is just, it might be short of serotonin. You know, you don't get those, those good feelings. Is it serotonin? God, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a psychology student. I'm not sure. Don't worry. I'll know. I'll know next podcast. Um, so, what we need to take away from this is that depression is a very, very large club, and so many people have it throughout history. 
It's not a new concept. People have had it for the past 5,000, 10,000 years. And it's a very big club. It's very inclusive. Everyone's involved. And it tricks people into believing that they're the only person that has it. And I know I've already said this, but I just need to reiterate it. Um, and it tricks people into believing that their depression is the worst. But it's not. Or it could be. I'm sure someone's might be. But it's not. And you're not alone. And most importantly, if you are struggling, speak to someone and get some help. There is no shame in that. You know, talking to someone feels like it's one of the worst things you can do when you've been bottling up these emotions for so long. But could actually, it could actually end up being one of the best things that you do. And sometimes people don't get it, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But I don't think you have to look very far to find someone that is struggling with their own battle or know someone that has struggled, that's had a really tough time trying to get their head around this part of life. And I... I don't know why it's becoming more popular and I'm not sure whether it is because it, it's just a case of people talking about it more. I think there is something wrong with the way that culture and society are performing because this is a really new, everything that's going on isn't normal. It's not normal. It's a really new and weird world that we live in. Um, and finally, if you are struggling, definitely lay off the alcohol because it's a depressant. It's in the name, believe me. That's an abyss that will only get deeper and darker. So, of course, this podcast needs longevity. And I need to be able to talk about different things at different times. So I'm not going to talk about how to deal with depression or things like that. Today, I just wanted to talk about what is depression, um, what it is, what it isn't, my own experience, throwing some numbers at you as well, and eight steps of disconnection that maybe causes to people's depression, things for you to think about. So um, this has been a long one, a little too long, I will admit. But hey, it's a serious topic with big questions that need big answers. So that's it for now. And this podcast is on Spotify, so you can subscribe there. It's on Apple Podcasts, so you can follow me there. And it's going well no it is on youtube so you can subscribe there right peace love bye